Buju Ginoa. This is Charles Smith. I'm Ojibwe from the Fond du Lac Reservation, and you're listening to the Middle of the Res Road podcast. Buju Anishinaabe Doug. This is Joel Boje. I'm an Ojibwe from the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa Indians. This is in collaboration with the Minnesota Tribal Contractors Council, a.k.a. MNTCC, the show that is designed to be the source of information about industry job opportunities, success stories, trainings, and upcoming projects for Native Americans. We also share about our culture and language because it is the foundation of our identities. Oh. Bonjour, everyone. Welcome back to Middle of the Res Road podcast. Season two. And today we have Morgan Fritzinger. Hi. How's it going? It's going. Are you excited to be back for season two? I'm excited to be back for season two, and I'm excited to be a host. Yeah, you guys have... Like new roles, kind of, in a sense. Yeah. Uh, um, it seems like we took a little more responsibility and um, a little more solidarity mm-hmm. in the podcast. And, and that feels very, very good. I feel fortunate. It feels good to have uh, belief in what I'm doing, to have the belief of the other people that are, that are around me and the MCT, MNTCC mainly. Yeah, I'm just grateful to be a part of the podcast and be a collaborator and contributor and share my experience as a human being. And I'm just, I'm, I'm really grateful for all the opportunities, with especially with the collaboration with MNTCC. I know on behalf of myself, Heidi, the other executive director, our founder, Jim Jones, Um, We're all just really excited to have another entity to offer um, our organization. So this was a huge, 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 like, honor to bring on. I know we all are super grateful for it and for all of you and your guys' hard work and dedication that, you know, we see every day through your lives, Joel, mostly. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That's <laughs> that that makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing. And um I'm trying my best just to continue to help people and continue to resource um on things that I know about and opportunities and things of that nature. I just believe that that's um my purpose is just to be a helper of the community and not only the community but um other native people all over the upper midwest it's like if uh, my voice can be heard and i can help them i'm gonna continue to do that that's really beautiful Uh um can you tell us about jim jones just a little bit yeah jim jones um he's from the cast lake area he is also the owner of dirt divers cultural resource management. Um, They um, do a lot of work in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, North Dakota, um, doing surveys, surveys of land uh, for companies. And I don't know, he's all sorts of busy. He's everywhere. He started the MNTCC back in 2021 during like the COVID thing. He just 
he was like, where do all these people go? Where do Native American companies go for resources? Where do they go for business? Where do they go to build relationships with non-Native, bigger corporations that they want to get their foot in the door? So he came up with the Minnesota Tribal Contractors Council one night, and just it it kind of took off from there. He built great relationships with corporations, businesses to kind of secure funding to make it a bigger picture. And so. the whole point of MNTCC <coughs> is to bring native yeah. contractors and businesses together, right? Yeah, so we're pretty much an advocate for Native American contractors, businesses, and when you hear Minnesota tribal contractors, you 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 instantly think of construction. Um is what we our main focus has been, but you know, as myself, I'm an independent contractor, as are you guys, you know, working for the podcast. Um, so, you know, people like us, we're also advocating for it. Does, you don't have to work in the trades. You can be um, an independent contractor and do marketing. You could do whatever your niche is. Like, we want, we want it all. We want to see our people succeed, and we just want to help bring the resources to the ground level, see what people need, see what areas we can help, and just continue to build those relationships. Yeah, Jim Jones, I got to meet him in like 2019, 2018, somewhere in there, when he was doing surveying work mm. on Highway 23. Oh, yeah. So when the, all that went down, is the first time I really got to Get to know Jim on a more personal level, and he is a really sharp guy. I really appreciate that about him. He really knows his stuff about monitoring and surveying and just that entire process, which is, I still don't understand all of it. There's a whole bunch of stuff with uh, all the investigative reports and everything else. He, He is just a really intelligent individual. That's the that's the impression I get when I talk to Jim. He just knows his stuff, and he knows that this is what he wants to be doing. And I really appreciate that about him and getting to know him a little bit more, and and then collaborating with him with the podcast. He just understands what he wants to do, and he does it. And that's I really respect that about him. Yeah, I love I love working with him. He's the president. Um, and the founder of the MNTCC, and he's always just so open-minded and willing to 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 go all out there and try to help people. And he took a huge opportunity. I mean, I don't know if it was opportunity or more more so more so about the timing during the pandemic. A lot of people took their shots during the pandemic when it was like a scary time, and he. He did it during the pandem- pandemic, and that's that's inspiring too. So, should we switch gears a little bit and talk about what's upcoming for the MNTCC? That's um, a little broadband of of some things that are to come for the MNTCC and uh, the Middle of the Res Road podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, in the honor of season two, we're gonna do our ribbon cutting to kind of to kick things off as we're, you know, a part of one another, you know, 
that the right? A part of one another? Yes. Okay. Part of one another. A part of one another in collaboration. All of those. Partnership. Good words. So that is exciting. Um, I was going to ask you one thing, Morgan. How do people become involved with the MNTCC? That's I think, is a very great question. How, how can people out there that want to be a part of the MNTCC be more involved with what goes on with the MNTCC? Well, we're always looking for volunteers. Um, we're also looking to at, expand our board, our advisory board. So if anyone is interested in taking a role in part of that, we'd love to hear from you. And you can sign up to be a member or a contributor on our website, which is mn-tcc.com. Okay, and we'll be able to get that posted on uh, our social media website too, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe we could get a little something written up and uh, posted from our uh, social media expert. Absolutely. Shout out to Lou. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Alyssa. That's our social media expert Guru. over there. And um, Ricky, one of our our very uh, knowledgeable editors and producers. So he does a very wonderful job in the, in the work that they do behind the scenes. And I always want to, I, I never want to neglect to give them their shout out because they're the ones who do a lot of the work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You guys are a great team. So we have some upcoming events coming up. Yeah, so the next big one for the MNTCC will be the golf tournament, June 22nd at Grand Casino. Grand Casino? I thought it was Fortune Bay. Yeah, it was supposed to be Fortune Bay. Oh, okay. So we're at Grand Casino Hinkley now. Yeah. Nice. That'll work. They got a nice, you know, golf course. Okay, so if um I wanted to mention this to some friends and family or people in the community, how could I get them to be a part of that? How can I get them to, what's it going to take for them to be a part of the golfing event? Uh, they can sign up on our website as well, mntcc.com. Uh, we also have flyers, downloadable flyers on our website, uh, social media, you can just follow us on, on Facebook, LinkedIn. Is it free? So it's not free. So it, there is a price, um, but that covers lunch, a bagged lunch on the course, and it covers like a light dinner afterwards for the awards. Nice. And you're eight, you know, you're your full golf golf round. Nice. So, uh, well, that's, and, and that's fun because then we can all be around one another and enjoy yeah. everyone's are you company. Guys, are you guys golfers? I'm a golfer. Are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a good trier. I try really hard. Slicing? Yeah, I, but, but I own clubs, yeah. Oh, so, you do? Yes, I do. So, so does Charlie. Charlie's probably spent three times more than me on his clubs, you know, and he's had his clubs since he was a young boy. No. <laughs> My golf clubs are from 2017, 2018. I haven't golfed for a while. Oh. But I might I might try the tournament. Yeah. I might try more tournaments. I don't know. I was thinking about signing up for men's league too. But for the tournament, is there going to be a skins game? There is. 
How much is that? I don't know. We don't know yet? No. So there's going to be a skins game. Isn't it usually like 20 bucks? 20, 50, 100, whatever people want to put up for it. 50 is a good number. Is it? Okay. Yes, 50 is a good number for the tournament. I don't think I've like exclusively decided on how much, though. Did you, do you golf, Morgan? No. Oh, okay, so you'll be there. I'll be there. So this is technically the MNTCC's second annual golf tournament. They had one last summer before I officially took this position and I attended. Um, And it ended up being like 90 degrees and I wore jeans. I didn't know what to wear to a golf tournament. I was in jeans and like a dress shirt. Yeah, you probably want to wear some golfing attire. Yeah. Like when you go golfing. (laughs) But, um, like, um, before we um, get into anything else, I wanted to give a shout-out to our um, new musical artist that opens up our show. It's um, Ian Martin, um, Niggy Guntz Martin, we all know him by. Um, he's, he did our music for the Season 2 open, and that's, um, I just really want to put a, you know, a big miigwech out to him because... Um, his music is always very valuable, especially in the Native community and him being a local member of the community. I just think, you know, what he does is just amazing. And he does it for not only for the people, but for uh, the other other children. And I just wanted to say thank you, Ian. Aho. Yeah, miigwech, Ian. And I I really appreciate what he what he's going to bring to the podcast and with his music and I know that he recorded two songs for it, right? Yes, one sidestep and one uh, one regular Buani Buani Nugamun, as we say in the language. Yeah, he's just a awesome young man who's doing a lot of good work within the communities. And whenever he, what I really appreciate about Ian is whenever somebody asks him to do something, it's not about what he can get out of it. That's what I really appreciate about him. And when we asked him to do the, to sing, to make a song for the podcast, he said yes. And he wasn't concerned about what he was going to get out of it or, or you need to pay me X amount of dollars or you make sure you do this and this. He didn't even ask to be, to have a shout out about it. So, you know, he's just a humble young man trying, trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life. And one of the things that he knows that he wants to do with his life is to sing and to help people out and to give back to the community. And I think that's a good start for a 17-year-old man. It's a really good start, and uh, props to him for knowing that about himself. Absolutely. I love the new music. It brings a whole new vibe, I should say. Yes, like it, it does. Excitement. And especially to have, you know, someone local from, you know, from our neighborhood and, and somebody we see on the regular to be able to promote somebody. And that's very useful like that and very outgoing is what I would say. And I just really appreciate that. And I, I would love to see us, you know, support more of our locals and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's, you know, that's where I'm at with it. Support local. Local businesses, local business owners, local... um, Minorities. Yes, artists. There you go. That's a a good start 
to bring, you know, bring our own community up. I love it. Season two is off to exciting things. It really <laughs> is. It really is. Hey, Morgan, can before we wrap this episode up, I was just wondering if you could talk about how weird it is. I don't know if you, I don't, maybe I, I met you before and, or Joel, maybe you met Joel before. I never met Ricky before and I knew Lou existed, but we never really uh, communicated. But it's kind of weird how you can grow up in, you know, the Fountain Lake Reservation is 100,000 acres of land. And it's a really small, it's a smaller community. And everybody seems to really know each other. But it's still weird at the same time when you can, when you can meet new people for the first time that's been around here for a long time. For you and me, or Joel and you, or Ricky yeah. and me, it's just weird that there's people out there that you get connected with, and you just never know that is who's weird. out there. I, I've never met you before, you know, coming on to this, you know, bringing us together. That, yeah, that is, and, and I've never, yeah, I've never heard of you before, that's what's, and we... We are basically around the same area for the last yeah. 20 years, 30 years. I remember I, I went to high school out here in Fond du Lac, and, and there's so many people out here that I have yet to meet. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. So I didn't grow up on the Fond du Lac Reservation. I think my mom and I moved here when I was maybe 13, 14. So I'm not too familiar. My mom's kind of... Where she she just kind of kept to herself and, you know, minded her P's and Q's. But now that I'm an adult and trying to reconnect and meet new people and be more involved, I guess, it's just a learning curve, I think. And I, I, I didn't know you either, but I think I've heard of you. And I think we're related. How? I don't know. Somewhere. Everybody's Somewhere along related. The yeah, line. everybody's cousins out here. Yeah. You know, that's how it is on Fond du Lac. Like, there's some way, somehow. Um, through the grapevine. Through the grapevine, yeah. Like, even extended, you know, it extends to other reservations and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but, Morgan, one more thing. You are a member of Fond du Lac. Fond du Lac, yes. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really awesome to know mm-hmm. that. Like, I, I was very unaware of that when I first met you. And then to find that out, it's like. Yeah. So, fun fact, I didn't get enrolled until I was 21. So, I feel like my relationship or, like, being indigenous or being a part of a reservation is still new. And I'm still trying to to learn. Um, But, yeah, there was a goofy family mix-up where my grandpa was from Grand Portage. So once they found that bloodline, I was able to, you know, find my, raise my blood quantum. So it's just a wild experience and journey. <laughs> Congratulations, though, on finding that. Yeah, And thanks. that's part of your identity, mm-hmm. and that's part of who you are and where you came from, yeah. and that's important. 
Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, all all Native people need that. Oh, yeah. So yeah. do you have some roots up in Grand Partizan mm-hmm. that you know about that you... Yeah, so I was probably introduced to my grandpa when I was 21, 22. Um, but he recently passed just in the last couple months. Um, so we, he's taken me up there a couple times. He's All his family is up there. His sister, nieces, nephews. And how many family members on Fond du Lac do you have? I don't know. I mean, my mom. (laughs) I mean, my mom. I don't. I don't really know. What's your original family name? Northrop. Northrop. There you go. Mm -hmm. Not related to Northrops. Oh, maybe we aren't related. Northrops. Yeah, the Northrop family is huge, though, and everybody seems to be connected in one way or another. Yeah, crazy. The Northrops primarily are from Sawyer. But they're an awesome group of people, mm-hmm. always doing really traditional Ojibwe activities. If it's uh, on the drum, if it's sugar bushing, racing, champion racers, and then their niche is doing, still doing sugar bush out in the bush, and that's what they do. They go out in the woods, do the sugar bush, bring their kettles out there, finish it out there, and bring everything back home. I really like that about the Northrops. So you came a long ways. Yeah. You came and a I, long ways to revealing yourself and, and being to where you want to be today. Yeah, but I still feel like I have a long way to go. Have you riced yet? Mm-mm. Have you sugar bushed yet? Mm-mm. There you go. Yeah, see Those it. are good starts. Mm-hmm. Have you danced or sang at a powwow? Yeah, I've danced. Yeah, there you go. That's Do uh, you feel connected to that? There you go. And I feel like my kids help me with that. My youngest, who's seven, he's super into to all that, and he has a, a good interest of it. That's, so. and, and you got to think that's, he might have inherited that from you yeah. in your genes because now, now he knows that mm-hmm. that's his way of life and that's your way of life. And that's a very, that's a very, um, very good gift that you get to give to your children that where they could feel like a part of something. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I like how you said that way of life. That is, in any one of my trainings, any one of the tra- uh, culturally responsive trainings that I'm a part of, that I take part in, culture is defined. We def- we try to define everything we do in the trainings and anything that we do programmatically. Uh, culture equals a way of life. So that's really important that's, that just, you know, to have that culture, that way of life. Like for me, I didn't start racing until I was 25, about 25, 26, somewhere in there. So I've only been racing for like the last nine years. And what I did is I found one of my cousins who was super good at it, really knowledgeable, and I just begged him said let me race with you (laughs) and he told me no forever no you don't know how to do it you don't know how to paddle you don't know how to pull and I just kept asking him I knew how to be in a canoe I was in a canoe ever since I was a kid but I didn't know how to pull or I didn't know how to paddle through the race so it was a learning um a learning curve there and I just kept at it and now I've been racing for at least 10 years and then sugar bush I never sugar bushed for, I think I 
I think I started doing my own trigger bush when I was like 28, 29. And so for the last seven years, six years, been doing a sugar bush and that's a learning curve. And if you want to learn something culturally related, you know, that's who we are as a people and you just have to go for it. Otherwise you, you won't know. Maybe sugar bushing ain't your thing. Maybe you don't like carrying a bunch (laughs) of sap through the woods and then boiling it down and waiting hours to, for it to boil down to syrup or sugar. But if you never try it, then you don't know. But I don't think all those cultural activities equal who you are as a person as well. My grandma was awesome at picking berries. Mm. I've never saw someone pick berries so fast. Like my grandma would sit by the berry bush. The bears would come in and mess around on the tree she's picking on. And she'd just say something in Ojibwe and, you know, like, like bazan. And the bear (laughs) would run away. So, I mean, our elders just had, you know, had that. Um, I would say centeredness about them where what they were doing, they were being respectful and the animal was trying to eat and, you know, like, so it was, it was really awesome to, you know, like, like hear, hear them stories about our elders and stuff like that. All right. Well, we're going to sign off on this episode. Um, thank you for coming, Morgan. I'm excited for season two. I'm excited to be working alongside you guys. You guys are inspiring to say the least thank you for coming on that's very brave of you and you're practicing the seven teachings bravery look at that <laughs> hey hey that means take care